the gentleman advancing the melanin evolution. Gang Recognized Gang Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. What's up, big time? Hey, man. You know what I say, slow motion is still motion. Still baby. motion, man. I'm moving a little faster these days, man, but I'll take it. I'll take it, man. Are you moving faster because it is now officially summer 19? Hey, man, I'm moving. <laughs> my fast might be different than somebody else. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure, man. But I, um, it's been a, a fairly eventful uh, summer thus far. Mm. You know, I've tried to get out and about. It's only been three days in the summer. You know that, right? I know, man. Okay. I know. It's only been three days. But I've tried to get out and about, you know. And um, interesting, interesting enough, I have been uh, out and about to the point where, let's say, I've been to some bars in Denver, some clubs in Denver, Colorado, and Colorado Springs, uh, out west visiting my brother and his family, having a good time. And um, what I'm noticing is when you try to have a conversation with someone in a club or a bar, like, it's kind of awkward now. Because people don't know what people, I don't think people are used to you speaking to them face-to-face anymore. Mm, I can almost, see that. Almost to the point where you, you talk you talk to someone and you feel them reaching for their phone. Like, in order for them to respond, they need to be looking down, typing something into the phone. Mm. Yeah, man. So it's, it's been it's been interesting. But it hasn't, that's been in, in Denver, Colorado, and Virginia Beach, Virginia, and, of course, Washington, D.C., the last couple places I've been trying to uh, step out a little bit. Okay. Well, you, rem- you remember I said that we hitting rooftops and day parties. True. And so, so once you come back from, I guess you could, that, that's west or is it Midwest? What is Denver? It's not, no. Denver is, is west, but it's, it's mountain time. So Midwest is like Chicago, Indiana, St. Louis, all that St. Louis that's the Midwest. But um, Denver is the mountain west. Okay, so mountain west. So once before you, you go over the Rockies to go to the west, like Denver is the mountain west. right there. Yeah. Um, so once you come down from the Mile High City, um, go ahead. Mile High, and man, everybody's Mile High up here. Oh, you got to be. Yes, man. Everybody's Mile High. It's Plus the altitude. Nice. The altitude is probably enhancing. Well, right now I am uh, sixty-one hundred feet above sea level, I believe. Okay. And that's just in, in this part of uh, Colorado Springs that I'm in currently. And I, let's just say, uh, I don't know if we was designed to, like, walk too fast, man. I went on some, I did a, some slight rock climbing today to go look at one of the parks, national parks. Got it, got it, you know, got it. And you got to be, you know, you need to be, uh, just like we need to be cultured with our music and preference of foods and cuisines and stuff. Like, we need to be able to get outdoors more as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go. I think I'm a next time I come out here, man. I'm gonna actually go to the top of a mountain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like mountain hiking. That's gonna be oh. some new shit for Kev, man. Okay, on your bucket list. Hiking. Okay. I'm gonna buy some shoes and everything. Oh, you you going all out? Yo, everybody out there today had had a uh, had a book bag with a with a water canister. They were preparing for it in, in case of emergencies. Would, would you have your towel and your stunner shades? Man, I'm out that joint in some Gucci shades, some Jordans. <laughs> And some snug jeans trying to climb up some damn rocks and mountains you, you and clearly, hills. Clearly but you know what? My, hey, but my cousin, she she even worse. She even worse. She had on flip-flops. 
she had on flip flops because she wanted to get me taking this picture of this. It was it, in this part we were at. It was called the uh, Garden of the Gods, and there's this like natural rocks, red rock that are just placed, and at the top of the major hill mm-hmm. where the where these rocks are, um, there's a two rocks at the top. They call them kissing camels because they they're shaped in the like in the shape of a camel. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, camels uh, means if there's a camel around, chances are it, the land is fertile, right? And so um, it was beautiful, man. It was almost like if I told somebody to write, draw me the sky and paint a picture of the sky, the mountains, a valley, and all of these rolling hills and big rocks and all of these mountains. That would what I saw today. I would have tried to describe it and probably would not have done a good job. Mm. But it made me realize, Brother Jay, that we need to, you know, we we got to get outside more than just the barbecue. Oh, absolutely. And beach week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we need to get out. We get out, we need to get out a little more than Memorial Day weekend in Miami or the Essence. You know, <laughs> we're like, we got to we got to we got to start diversifying our palate as far as, you know, just trying to live and live life, man. To see just the uh, and and. I remember my time out west. Um, I loved Arizona. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was impressed how flat it was. Yeah. Um, even though there were mountains, but they were like in the distance. But like Vegas, yeah, Nevada, flat. And so just to seeing how everything was just literally plain, um, it was amazing to me. And then you get to this point where you're driving, and all of a sudden you just see mountains, you see a cliff, you see like gorgeous rock layout and like you're just like where did where did this come from but being this i'm telling you man because you know man didn't do that i'm sorry oh it's impossible yeah man didn't do that man it's impossible um california has has a lot to offer too just in terms of like the beautiful uh nature landscape and stuff like that the scene um and the sun in california i i've always said you know the sun if you catch it in the good, I'm I'm from West Virginia. I'm a country boy, and yeah. we have some beautiful landscapes here. But the sun in California, it's um, set different. It hit oh, different. Yeah, it hit different. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, Brother Jay, the sun in Cali hit a little different. It man. hit a little different, and I don't know if it was just, you know, just the energy and the vibe of the um, from the people in California. Because yeah. um, I was there for a couple weeks with work, but. Um, just seeing the, how the sun sets in California, it was, it was gorgeous. And like being able to, um, I was talking to one of my friends there and he says, I think people take it for granted, like, because they're so used to it, they don't appreciate the beauty that it brings. And I said, you know, being from West Virginia, I love mountains. Um, but on my way to college, like it was nothing but mountains to my left and my right. And so, um, for a while I didn't really pay attention to those mountains, but like now when I'm driving back from different places and I am seeing the landscape and the mountains coming closer, I'm like, Oh, I'm almost home. And then like just being able to see, um, as Bob Ross will say, put a little cloud here and look. Yeah, man. That's it's it's legit. I've all I've seen since I've been out here is Bob Bob Ross paintings. paintings. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Because the mountain's so big, man. Like you, you know, you could be 30 miles away and they look like they're just, that just hovering over you. Yeah. You know, the area we went to today, um, you could actually see uh, snow at the top of some of the mountains. Mm-hmm. A few of them, but you could see snow. And it was 80, 83 today, 82 degrees. 
82 degrees a day. And so, I mean, it just made me appreciate Mother Nature, man. I'm like that with water, too. You know, growing up in Tidewater, Virginia, um, the beach was the norm. But, man, we never went to the beach to, like, go to the beach, to, like, lay out on the sand and chill. Maybe maybe our parents and, and relatives did, like, when they took us to the beach as kids. Mm -hmm. But we always went to the beach, man. Like, I remember, it's funny, I'm in Colorado. Me, me, and, uh, me and my bro Mike, uh, his grandfather used to take us to uh, this beach called Ocean View in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. Ocean View is kind of like the black uh, the black beach in the city. You got Virginia Beach and you got Ocean View, which is in Norfolk. And if you go out there now, there are million dollar condos on the beach, right? But back in the day, it was, Ocean View was nothing like that, man. It was the beach that hurt. You got every time I went to Ocean View, man, a lot of jellyfish stung me. <laughs> never wanted to go back. I say I'm never going. I'm, only beaches I'm going to for the rest of my life got blue water. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to no more black beaches. Ocean View beaches, man. <laughs> then you know he used to try to teach us to swim, but it was he wasn't a good teacher, man. I think he had, had some gin prior to taking us out there and got us <laughs> in the water, man. Like you just can't dump, you just can't dump a seven year old on his head and was like, yo, make it work. <laughs> like, like that's life. Like he could float because he, you know, he was a merchant, uh, merchant seaman or whatever. So he could swim. He could do all that stuff. And his version of teaching me how to swim just dumping me on my head in the, in the deep part. And I got stung by a jellyfish that day too. <laughs> you know what he told me? He said, "Stop crying. <laughs> Stop crying. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. So, but you know, growing up around water like that, I just, uh, I always took the beach for granted. You know. Mm. Or we would, or we go to the beach to go on a strip, like it's a major strip on the beach. Right. We would go on a, we would go on the strip and just look at girls or what have you. We would, we would never take like, part take, of the take, take in part. the sand yeah. and, and look out into the ocean and figure out what we gonna do with our life. We never did any of that, you know. And I think now, the older that I get, I appreciate it a little more. Nature. The beach, uh, mountains, because mm -hmm. especially out here, man, because you don't see mountains on a regular basis, right? You know what I mean. And I really do think, like, I, like the re the next half of my life, I want to just go to places and take in all of the sights beyond, you know, where where the ladies' night <laughs> party spot at when I when I touch down. It's a lady night. It's a ladies' night in every major city across the world. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's always ladies' night. Even in the not so major cities. Even in not so major cities. And speaking of not so major cities or countries, I don't think I'll be going to ladies' night in the Dominican Republic anymore. Uh, we averaging about a death a week now over the last <laughs> ten weeks. I think somebody done died once a week. And, and, you know, the reason I go to the DR, because you can get it on, you know, you get a Groupon real cheap. About $7. Yeah, man. You go out there, <laughs> it's all you can drink. But people dying off of them, off of all you can drink. Because they, the they out there drinking antifreeze, bro. Man, you know, the crazy part is, man, like I said, it must be the Kevin Jinx, bro, because everything I like. Somehow go away, man. <laughs> Can't even go to DR no more. That's all. They, they, gonna, they about to put it on the ban list. <laughs> It's no already Expedia deals. Yo, it's already on there. I was like, the the State Department has already man, issued the high second. alert. Oh my gosh, man, that was my second home, man. Love the DR. Well, 
Time to move. Now I don't know what now I don't know what to do. You know, it's time to move. You can't go back. Can't go back home, man. In this case, not for a while. You gotta let whatever's there chill out. If 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 somebody was really pumping it hard, like their uh minute their tourism ministry, man, I would be offering deals a hundred dollars for two weeks. A hundred dollars for hundred dollars for death. That's what you're paying for. Hundred dollars to die. Pay to die. <laughs> Pay to die. <laughs> Have the vacation of your life. <laughs> and death. <laughs> no. Like I was a little ske- I was a little <laughs> I was a little skeptical when I was hearing the reports. Like, uh, something doesn't sound right. But then also understanding that they're reporting what was reported to them. And yeah. so if altered information was provided to them, they're gonna re- they're gonna report on it. Um I, I wasn't too convinced with the stories. I'm not saying they're not true, but I'm like, they were the only two people that had respiratory issues in the hotel. Like, was no one else in the resort? Was like, did they did they seal off the vents so nothing else? Like, I had had several questions, but then also, I think my mind was trying to psych out the part where um, I wasn't going to be able to go to the Dominican Republic. So I was Man, a little I'm selfish. I was a little selfish for, about, for a couple be. minutes. Um, I was like, y'all had to die. Y'all had to die here. Um, but, uh, as I keep hearing, um, more reports, I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'm gonna have to wait this thing out. Man, you could probably get a steal now. Steal to go to the DR. Yeah. Casket. Yeah. <laughs> steal <laughs> casket. <laughs> that's, oh, man, I just that's don't know, man. It. I'm not sure. So yeah, you know, but taking in nature. So now I just got to figure out, like, I need to write a list like some of the stuff that I said I would never ever do that I want to do. Like I want to go skiing. You'll be, you'll be sore the next day just so you know. Yeah. But you know, but I, but I want to do a bougie skiing though, you know, like in a resort kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Not not a clubhouse. Okay. Nice little, nice little fire. Yeah. Fire, you know, outdoor pits, all that stuff, all that stuff. So that's the type of skiing I'm going to do. Like I'm going to go practice a little bit and, Put on the put on the full gear just to take a picture of the goggles and stuff. To say you did it, cause you know the only time black men wear ski goggles is when they win the NBA championship. That's the only time you are gonna see a brother in, in ski goggles. I'm sorry, they win in the championship. I, tell, I got. Tell I, me I'm lying. Tell me I, I'm lying. When I, when do you see brothers in ski goggles? They got champagne in their hands. In <laughs> a in a in a championship hat on. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, congrats to the Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, ski goggles. Ski probably, goggles. Probably, that's the second time in his life he wore ski goggles because he won a championship with San Antonio a few years back. That was the first time he was in ski goggles. <laughs> LeBron James has worn ski goggles three times. He had the opportunity to wear, wear them eight times, but he only got a chance to wear them three times. So we should do a GRG ski trip. A ski trip? Yeah, a ski trip. And so then, so all right, so we were at that at that moment, we had more than nine people that come on the GRG ski trip. You would have seen nine people wearing ski goggles uh, six more times than LeBron James. <laughs> he had the opportunity to wear, wear ski goggles nine times. He's only worn three. So if I go to a ski resort, uh-huh. you'll see me wearing ski goggles say, four or five days straight, I would have worn ski goggles more times than LeBron James in his life. 
Only time you see brothers in the NBA championship wearing ski goggles. That's it. Why is that? Why do you think? What? what where did the ski goggles come from? Because I think we scared of everything, man. We scared of the snow. We scared of the water. We scared. You know, we we don't want to do nothing different, man. Because it goes back to exposure. Yeah. Like you, I think. I think. When, for example, Tiger Woods was exposed to golf at a very young age, and became the Michelangelo of golfing when he was at his peak. And then brothers started watching golf. Yeah. You know, now I know a lot of guys that play golf, et cetera, but it was much later in their lives, you know, mm-hmm. when you have to engage with uh, di- people on different levels in the business community, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know about golf, but you're 40. whoop de do. I'm right. talking about, like, yeah, you know, so when you're young, I never, I, didn't, I never saw a mountain. I never saw a mountain in my life until I was 21 years old. My first job out of college, I was a, a college recruiter, and we had to go on this crazy tour. And so the first um, mountain that I ever saw was going out towards, like, the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Okay. Yeah, but I was grown, man. So I never thought, oh, you know, maybe I want to go mountain climbing or, or hiking. I guess I, climbing is different than hiking, because climbing means you could die. Hiking just means if you stay on track, you won't die. Cause it's more, it's like it's more organized, right? Like hiking, do people die like hiking? Yes. People die hiking, but that's because they got lost. They did some shit they weren't supposed to. I don't want to do exploratory hiking like that, brother Jay. I want to stay on a nice path that's already been created by some 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 uh, great thinking white man who wanted to explore the mountain before all of us, right? <laughs> let them let them create that. Let me just go in and walk walk up and down and. See sites, take take some pics for my, my IG account. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Exposure though, brother Jay. So the fact that I actually took the time out to go and see the mountains and see the rocks and all that stuff, I'm like, damn, this is actually pretty cool. I'm damn near 40, brother Jay. Mm. I feel like I've missed out on an opportunity. I can we see scared, that. We scared of Mother Nature. We yeah. are. I can I can see that and just just having conversations. Um, um, my mentee was talking about going whitewater rafting the other day. Um, now that's an experience for your mama, boy. Yeah, that is an experience. I see. I'm not. I'm not that. Um, you said mentee, so he's younger. So that's good. You get it out. You know, you get it. Not me. I don't think I'm gonna go whitewater rafting. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to mix water and the mountains. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the time, whitewater rafting is in a hilly area, right? I mean, you could go to places where it's not as so. So the places that I've gone, it's been like on a scale of one to five. So if you go, all right, cool, I want number one. You're gonna go on. There's a little rapid, right? There's gotcha. little, little rocks, some rapids, and you you're good. Now five is when you are dropping off of cliffs and. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do. I don't want to do the movie version. I don't want to do mm. that. That's like that's the white water rafting you do in the movies, and somebody died. Or a dog, the dog gets out. Yeah, man, I don't want to do that type of stuff. That's fair. More I like did. a lazy river, if you will, brother Jay. Nice lazy river, you with, know. With drinks. Hey, that that that's my speed. Okay. Outdoors. At the resort. At, at the, the resort. resort. <laughs> hey, everything everything's at the resort except if I, except the dr. Yeah. Ain't <laughs> go to no resorts in the dr. No, 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 can't do that. No, nah, man. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, a GRG ski trip. 
it will be in the works. That's tight. That's tight. We'll I record think. live there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the fireplace. By the fireplace with a nice with a nice glass of cognac. Yeah, because clearly <laughs> most of the people that go ain't gonna touch the snow. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Nice little hey, cabin. We go, to, we go into the ski resort, man. Bartender, do you have any cognac? <laughs> yes, we have barrels from 40 years ago. Nobody ever drinks this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Except the last guy looked kind of like you. <laughs> and that was about 15 years ago. <laughs> My God, what have we done? Yeah. You, ordered, you ordered fried chicken as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a good guy. Good guy. Good color guy. <laughs> Dude, you know it's racism. It's racism amongst uh, Caucasians too, man. Tell me more. Tell you more. So, so my my cousin, she's German, mm-hmm. and we go to the we go to the event today, and then we go to the the Garden of the Gods. And so she asks, she pulls over, she sees some other white ladies on the side of the road, asks for a direction to the parking lot. Now, mind you, my cousin has been there a, a, a time or two before. She just couldn't remember how to exactly get to the parking lot, but she knew what she needed to get to. The, the woman goes, uh, yeah, well, she can tell you better. And so another girl comes up and starts talking about how to get to the parking lot. And then so my cousin's like, thank you, this, that, and the third. And this older white woman, she says, oh, you're German. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's German, too. Even though the, the young lady that was speaking to us before didn't sound German at all. Sounded like she was probably from Colorado Springs, but neither here nor there. That's fair. And so the woman goes to my cousin. The older woman goes, oh, you're from Germany. Welcome. Welcome. Like she's just stepped off a fucking boat. <laughs> Brother Jay, Brother Jay, she said, welcome. My fucking cousin has been out here for six years, bro. <laughs> six years. <laughs> six years. <laughs> I've been out here at least three times. Proud of this. <laughs> welcome. And she said it, yo, I swear, I swear for Lord, man. It's, she said it like, yo, she said it like we had, we had literally just dropped off a boat, man. At Ellis Island. Yeah, because she saw a German woman in the car, two brothers. And I thought she wanted to break out and do some tribal dances and some shit to welcome us to the fucking land. Like, they live in fucking Colorado Springs. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I was, I, it was, it was sad, but it didn't surprise me. Okay. It was sad, I... but it didn't surprise me. You know what I'm saying? Because we talking about exposure earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And when people aren't exposed to culture, race, anything, then you, you, you think your behavior is acceptable. Bro, she said welcome. <laughs> like, like, like the, the we 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 just hopped off the plane, and the first thing we wanted to do was travel to Colorado Springs to go to the Garden of the God of all places and find the parking lot next to the visitor center. Did she did she say welcome slower, like you couldn't understand English? Yeah, she said welcome, and I thought she wanted to pump up like a fist and then hit me and my bro with with uh, Wakanda forever. Bruh. <laughs> really welcome, bro. <laughs> It was, bad. it was bad, bro. Brother Jay was bad, man. And you know, I see, I, I've seen uh, un, un, uneducated, un, lack of culture, white folks before. Mm-hmm. Seen it, seen it. You know, the world ain't. I'm not. The world ain't like that. But when I see it, I'm just like, yo, yo, B, you're standing right beside someone that you said specifically was German, but the, the, my cousin, you like, welcome. 
Did you say welcome to that? Never mind. Never mind. I'm going off. I'm going off tangent, brother. Jay. We need That's, mother nature in our life, man. Yeah. But That's so, fair. but yeah, man. But the, the audacity. I I'm not surprised. I, I can't say that anything that you're saying is surprising to me. Um, which could be a good thing. Also, it could be a bad thing. Yeah. Um. But I, and I think because we have had experiences like that before, um, I'm really not surprised at the things that people say anymore. I, it it may catch me off guard, but in terms of context versus content, I'm just like, hmm, yeah. yeah. I, I I would expect that from you. Cause I, I was chuckling because it was funny, but it was wild because it was it was almost like, uh, like <laughs> seeing seeing racism happen to another white person. Cause my my cousin is German, mm-hmm. but it was like, yo, damn, B, like <laughs> that's what we doing now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we we've we've seen an influx. Of Yo. stuff like this since 2016. Yeah, 16. 16. Yeah, 16. 16. 16. Damn, B, but like, that's what we're doing in these streets now, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, as I digress, man, what were we on? You asked a question and I went on a tangent. Yeah, um, I went on a tangent. It's all right. Sometimes you got to vent. Sometimes you got to get that out your system. That's fair. Yeah. Welcome. Um. Welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Mm, whatever, whatever. What, did, what did your cousin say in response to the lady? She just she pulled off, you know, because we were trying to get to where we wanted to go. But she talked about uh, an, another experience that she had in like Texas, in Amarillo, Texas, or close there or whatever. And she talked about how she stopped for directions again, but this time, she, you know, she doesn't live in Texas. And um, some older, some older Caucasian gentleman in this country little store didn't want to acknowledge her once they heard an accent. Mm. Like, that's wild to me, man. Like, it is, you know, this is 2015 or what have you, and today's 2019. People are still kind of ignorant to uh, just culture in general. Right. And I don't want to be ignorant. I know I'm ignorant as hell now, Brother Jay. And I don't want to be ignorant to culture, you know. Right. Even within America, because I'm just like, so that, you know, let me not be ignorant to Mother Nature, maybe. I got to start. Got to start somewhere. Somewhere. That's fair. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Give you that one. So did you check out the uh, BET Awards that aired? Um, I did, man. I watched the BET Awards. And, um, yeah, Black Show, man. A lot of, lot of rappers named Baby, man. I Like, if you have a, you know, if you if you can have a promising rap career, I probably wouldn't pick Lil Baby or The Baby. The Baby. The Baby. The Baby. Young dudes, man, a lot of energy. Go, I respect. Get your money, man. Get your money. They gonna give it to you for that. Get your money. Get your money, man. Get your money, bro. I'm not mad at the hustle, at all. But yeah, a lot of rappers named Baby, um, Nipsey Hustle tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the performances. Um, his mom went off a little off tangent, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe she's still grieving, and that right. could possibly be the reason she went off tangent. So, I can't um, like make a joke out of it because right. I understood like you know I just think it was part of her processing and then um Mary J Mary J Blige got a lot of hits maybe made me reminisce of my my uh 
adolescence. I see what you did there. Reminisce. Yeah, reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> of, of my adolescence and my teenage years, man, and uh, my early 20s, man, and Mary J got a lot of hit. Mary J looked good too, man. She had on like this, these uh, short shorts and these thigh high boots. She was getting it. Mary J's been out what thirty? She her uh, what's the four one one drop in ninety two? Yeah. Yeah. So she been out for a minute, man. You know. That's that's some time right there, brother. Yeah, and I didn't know she was the. She's been. She was nominated for. Uh, a supporting actress role for, for the Academy Awards. She did some movie recently. She did some movie recently about um, man. I want to say about a woman's story about integrating the school systems or something. I'm not sure, but she. So I didn't know this about her. This was a fact. And was I don't she know if, was she in the movie with Taraji? I don't know. Was she? I didn't. I haven't seen that movie. Okay. Talking about on um, Bill Street, something on that wasn't with Taraji though. No. That was that, that was with Regina King. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, whatever movie I didn't know she was nominated for an Academy Award, and also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song in like the same year. Okay. I didn't know that about Mary, and that just like that's that's big time because that's a long way from being, you know, uh, the round away girl. From Yonkers, right? Like her, her the 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 spectrum of her career, where it started, where it is currently, the fact that she's still relevant. You know, I, I thought that was I thought that was dope, man. And then you know, so now I got to make a Mary J. Blige playlist of all my hits. You know, okay, because you because we um we we shared the uh, the GRG playlist. And yeah, so, we shared uh, part, yeah, man, we shared. I might, I might, I might create a MJB list, but put a GRG spin on it, man. Okay. Based on like the, our topics that we discuss and stuff like that, yeah. Because you know, like we'll I share. said, I like sad music anyway. So half of Mary's catalog, yeah, you might. <laughs> somebody catalog. Somebody funny. once said <laughs> when Mary J came out with "Just Fine." Yeah. They was like, yo, that's 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 cute and all, but I need her to start going through something else because <laughs> Happy Mary ain't doing it for me. I was yeah, like, man. God, dog. I, I, I would much rather have Sad Mary, you know, not not having her go through, like, what all of the through. stuff that drove and influenced the song. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I like sad music, man, and I love Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I love Mary J. Blige, man. Don't get me wrong. I like real love, you know. That's my jam. Like I put that on when I'm trying to get get in a, the right headspace, you know. But for the most part, yeah, man, I like all of all of uh, her sad saddest of the saddest songs. Okay. But MJB, man, she go. She looking good too. Had had the blonde hair and everything. And uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, I didn't know too many of the other performers or what have you. Um, young lady by the name of Lizzo. Lizzo. Okay. I think that's her name. She bad, man. Yeah, powerful. She was cool. And then uh, Tyler Perry. So I did get to see um, his speech. I was, social media was being flooded with hashtags Tyler Perry and like snippets of what he said. So I checked it out this morning while sitting in traffic. Um, And what I will say, what I will say is um, I'm not a fan of his movies. Um, and 
different strokes for different folks, right? Mm-hmm. Some people love them. I'm just not a fan. And yeah. so um, do I believe he has power? I do believe he does um, in terms of the ability to influence and to, as he said in his speech, to help people cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that most of the times when he gives reflections or remarks that it makes you think. Um, and there's a, there's a call to action in most of his, his remarks or his responses to something. And so um, hats off to Tyler Perry for doing his thing. Ownership. He was talking about ownership, owning, owning your own and um, knowing that his audio, I mean, his, um, his studio is sitting on the land where Confederate soldiers was, you know, trying to figure out how to prevent, as he said, you know, 3.5 billion Negroes from doing whatever. Um, He was like, now one Negro owns it. And so just the power of going back, like the Sankofa concept, going back to get what you forgot. And so like, that's, I I see that as a principle of the Sankofa because he went back to get um, the land that wasn't, was it meant for us? And now, now, he, now, he, now he owns it. And so I think that was powerful um, in itself, but just his contribution to media, um, to the culture, um, employing individuals that look like him to be in spaces and places that people were getting denied from because of the melanin magic that they possessed. And so um, I was... I was moved by what he said and um, I hope it does create like a call to action for individuals to start owning their shit and to um, helping people cross. Man, you know, like you said, I, I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan of all of his projects, mm-hmm. you know, um, for a while there, I, I had a problem and it probably wasn't with Ty, Tyler Perry, honestly. Okay. Um, it just it might have been just with society. Got it. You know, um, the fact that he made his name for himself with Medea. You know, the Medea plays, mm-hmm. and hey, he was homeless, living out his car when he was trying to get the Medea character and all of the plays off the ground. Right. And I respect the hustle and the drive, but I just didn't like the fact that um, people. Like that's what he's known for, Medea, which isn't a bad thing, but I, you know, but if maybe if he somehow produced a hit movie like his first time out, and he wasn't in the in the character of Medea, would he have have that had that same acclaim? Mm. You know, and but hey, it, like you said, different different strokes for different folks, and the fact that he uh, was able to create his own dream and vision. Right, and he had the inspiration. Like I understood him a little better after he described how the Medea show, the Medea character, and all of his first couple of movies came to fruition. That just was picking up out off of the pain of his mother and a lot of the other women in his community, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, I get it now. I get it now." That was um, and so I had a, I had a, a, a greater, I have a greater appreciation for what those films mean not only to culture because people love the films and, it, right. and they're, they're good wholesome films that the whole entire family can watch together and it, there's always a message behind it so I'm not a, a Medea hater or anything like that but I'm just a man of that stature and that power um, I just felt 
disappointed that people will only give him credit for oh, a cross-dressing guy right. who came up off of Medea Films versus all of the, the process and his grind and some of the things he articulated at the BET Awards. Like the Medea character was a foundation to him owning a stu a major motion picture studio. Right. Like the mm -hmm. Medea character wasn't just about a brother cross-dressing and being funny. Right. Like it was a building block of a foundation for a vision that he had at some point of his life when he was trying to cross himself. Right. When he was just trying to make it cross. Exactly. And so I, uh, I have a, a great appreciation for that brother, man. The fact that he's put a lot of folks on in terms of um, giving like Taraji P. Henson acting roles and uh, a lot of the other stars that he's worked with to giving them a chance and him hiring black folks and something he talked about as far as him putting the studio in the poorest black neighborhood in the Atlanta area so that people that don't have the exposure, can. people that don't know about how, how beautiful mother nature can really be. Right. People that don't know about how you can really create a profession for yourself in this entertainment industry, you know, exposure. And I think, um, you know, it's intention versus impact. But I, in this instance, I think it's intention and impact. Yeah. Right. He was intending for little black boys and little black girls to see that there's more than what we are seeing every day. Yeah. Um, and so now I don't have to look at it from a magazine or in school when we watch something or um, on social media, I can walk out my, my front door or my back door and I can see something that um, a black man owns. And it gives me, it gives me the, the opportunity to see that um, I too can, can own a major picture studio. I can, um, you know, build something from the ground up to give other people the exposure and experience so that they can be successful. It's powerful, man. Um, in the, I, I guess the lead up, the little, the vignette that they uh, showcased before he received the award, um, he talked about how he named one of the um, buildings on his lot after Sidney Poitier. Mm. That's crazy to me, man. That's that's why I think Whoopi Goldberg says, well, yeah, I didn't know any Warner Brothers. I didn't know any of the Warner Brothers. I didn't know anybody at Universal. I know Tyler Perry. Right. Because at that level in the entertainment industry, there's no people of color that's really doing it to that magnitude. Yep. All facts. Yeah. So, yeah, much much respect to Tyler Perry, man. Um, you know, I guess my favorite character in a Tyler Perry movie uh, would probably be Mr. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, is that's a funny, that's a funny character to me, man. So I like the man. So, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a secret, a secret Medea fan, I guess. If Mr. Brown, <laughs> if Mr. Brown is in the movie, because <laughs> he remind me like one of my uncles, man. That like, yo, you, I, I can only take him in small doses. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Brown is a lot, um, but I think. Um, you know, and even him and his wife, Tamla and David Mann, you know, they started with Kirk Franklin and the family. Yeah. Right. And so he, Tyler Perry basically created a platform 
for individuals to get the exposure that they needed to get into the places that they were being denied from. And so just that alone, right? The table analogy that he, he broke down was beautiful. Understanding like why y'all fussing about not having a seat at the table, you know, I'm down in Atlanta building my own. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said, I think the, um, I think the line was, he said, and I know if I build the table, then God will prepare the table in front of my enemies. In front of my enemies, man. It was, it, hey, I just, I got mad, I got mad love and respect for the brother, man, because um, I, I just appreciate people that have dreams and translate them to vision and then translates that to carrying out and executing that vision. Mm. Because there's no magic formula, there's no uh, set belief, set set beliefs or systems or process that you can execute uh, to that magnitude. I guess I don't I don't know. It's wild because you have Tyler Perry on one side, and then there was this young brother from Chicago, and he created a coding boot camp for other high schools and high school students in the city of Chicago. Okay, and the uh, camp was called Dream. Dream Hustle Code. Oh, yeah. And he started it with his parents. And to be able to say, you know what? This is a problem. This is how I'm going to solve it. However, the problem and the, the solving of the problem comes from some part of my brain that just says, you know what? This is what needs to happen, and I won't stop until this happens. You know? Like, that's really the difference between someone who's successful and someone who has the world dictate things to you. Right. I agree. I agree. Often, I think oftentimes, um, people who have dreams or I I would say a lot of times people who wake up on third base, um, assume that they hit a triple yeah when really it was stuff that was passed down from generation to generation it was um trust funds it -hmm. was you know different positions of power or statue within the community that got you on that third base like you you didn't even touch the bat yeah and so being able to um, you know, I, I remember growing up where I was told you, you have to be twice as good as the others. One, because you're black. And and two, because you're black. Right. And so you have to be able to you you have to be the best to even be considered as an option for anything that needed to be selected. And it's it's really disheartening. It's really unfortunate that. Um, you know, my friends have children, they're in school, and the conversation is still, you have to be two times better mm-hmm. to even get anyone's attention that can determine who sits at the table. Yeah, and I, I don't know. And I, I don't know if the conversation is being had that not only do you need a seat at the table, but you need to own the table. Yeah. You need to own the building that the meeting is that's housing the table is in. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I don't know if enough of those conversations are having are, are being had between parents and children. I just know that uh, I 
talked to my son of probably about three weeks ago. And I said, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he said, the first thing he said, I want to own a business. I said, okay, well, what about owning a business uh, is appealing to you? Well, I, uh, I, want to, I, I want to have my own ideas and create things that people will buy, but I want to do it myself. Right. Wow. I don't know if I had that mentality. I had a hustler. I've always had a hustler's mentality, mm-hmm. but it's a hustle within systems. I think something that I struggle with now is how to, how to, how to take the hustle and attach it to a vision mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. execute the vision. Cause I know the hustle is there. Like if, if I can find out what the lane is, I really need to be in and hone in on the hustle is there. Right. But I, I don't think, um, I don't think enough of those conversations are had. And then also uh, trying to really find out and seek out mentors that are in the, in the fields or industries that could also transfer some knowledge down as well. You know, I don't, I don't think I did a very good job of that growing up. Okay. You know, okay. Expanding once again, mother nature, man, (laughs) you know, gotta get, you gotta get comfortable outside of your, your comfort zone. Yeah. Because nothing grows there and the comfort zone will prevent you from being exposed or experiencing things that um, everyone doesn't get the opportunity to experience. Yeah. And so being able to fully go all in when the experience or um, situation calls for it, go go chase the sun as it sets on the countryside. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Just take off running. Or in a car, driving along, trying to catch to see where is the sun going to land. Um, ride, ride through, you know, some some areas with your window down. I bet you the wind smells like uh, gain fabrics often in certain places. It's different, I, man. I was, um, you know, one of the movies that I will quote. Um, to any and everybody who has seen this movie, it's the color purple. <laughs> and um, I, I remember the quote, there was a line on there that says, I think it pisses God off when we walk past the um, the color purple and we don't mm-hmm. pay attention. Mm-hmm. And this, she was like looking in, in that particular scene, she was looking at a field of purple a valley. flowers. Yeah, it was a valley yeah. of purple flowers, yeah. Nothing, and, and just saying that, you know, yeah, you don't see this color everywhere. It's not, it's not a everyday flower type of thing. And so being able to pay attention to the things, like you said, that mother earth is providing us before father time takes it away. True. 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 So true. And so I, you know, I just appreciate Tyler's Perry's, his hustle, his vision and, and being able to, uh, put it out there in the atmosphere so that other people can get inspired, man. Mm-hmm. Like his, his, his speech was trending today after the fact and people were sharing it on social media. And it, you know, even if it was only a 30 second snippet right. and he, you know, it just gave me chills every time I heard it because that's, that's, that's a brother carrying out his purpose by yeah. way of his dream, helping yeah. people cross. You know, it's something that he said uh, when he when he talked about that other people's lives depend on you carrying out your dream. Your dream. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that was that was probably the most um, provoking part of his speech for mm-hmm. me. That 
I have a dream that other people's lives may be dependent upon. Yeah. And I would be doing the dream, the 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 provider of that dream, and the people who are depending on me carrying out that dream a disservice if I didn't carry it out. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. It was a strong call to action that yes. at just just evoking individuals to do what they were called to do. Yeah. Um, and we talk about dreams all the time, you know, when we sit there, oh, I dream to do this, or oh, I have a vision to start my own company or to do this. And a lot of times gave me a vision. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times individuals allow fear to prevent them from turning that dream into a reality or making sure that vision eventually becomes um in in the field of someone's sight, right? So yeah. going from vision to sight, it's 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 quite discouraging when you you see individuals making excuses as to why they are not trying to make their dreams happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of individuals, um, we were having this conversation when we worked uh, for the same organization. It's like, yo, by the time I get off, I'm too tired to focus on anything that I want to focus on. Yeah. And so we get into this this mind trap to where we are burned out from working for someone else that we don't even have the capacity to focus on something that we want to do. And so being being real mindful about how we are setting boundaries so we can make um, make time to put our hand to the plow and make those dreams come true mm-hmm. is vital. It is vital because there's so many dreams that end up in the graveyard. True. True. So so many visions that could have um, taken communities to greater heights that end up on their way to the graveyard in a hearse. Because somebody that, got discouraged. Yep. Or was too fearful to carry them carry them out. Yep. Yeah. And so um, I I appreciated his call to action, his multiple calls to action within his short three minute and. 12 second motivational um, acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. I think it was something I needed to hear, man. Yeah. To, to, to take it more seriously, you know. Because um, I also think a lot of times people think the, the vision it's all always about money. Yeah. The outcome is about money. And with him, I don't think it was about, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure he didn't want to be homeless forever. But I don't know. I don't know if he thought that he was going to be like this billionaire, owning his own studio, or maybe he did. I don't know, right? But something in him, he carried. He carried it out to a point, and once again, provision was given to him. Yeah. I I, I, I like the fact that he called that out. But I'm just. I guess for me, um, trying to understand what I need. What is it that I need to focus on to, um recognize when a dream should be turned into a vision and that should be executed. Cause my, my dreams be wild, brother Jay. I dream at night. I, sometimes I, I might dream. Sometimes I'll go three weeks without having a dream. Mm-hmm. Then I have a dream is so left, so left. And you know, some people say they process dreams and interpret dreams and all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Cause I don't know what my my dreams, uh, my dreams saying, telling me, Hey man, go to the DR. Don't worry about what's going on in there. <laughs> You'd be all right. That's that's what my dream's telling me. That's a nightmare, Kevin. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's not a dream. <laughs> that, my friend, is considered a nightmare. Yeah, man. Go, go on, go on. Di, it won't, it won't. That, that might be the devil. You're right, brother Jay. It's probably yeah. not a dream. Yolo. That's the, that's that's the enemy. Yolo. You only live once. Yeah. You only live you, once. You gotta go. And you only die once in the yeah. dr. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't yeah. mess with the rum no more. Stay, no. Oh, Ron Bacello. Ah, <laughs> I miss you so. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I'm going to be more intentional. So one of the things I recognize, Brother Jays, I'm going to start with Mother Nature. Mm. I'm going to start, I'm going to look out like some state parks and stuff like in my area and just try to explore a little more than, um, you know, the family barbecue. Yeah, and you have at Northside Park in North of Virginia. <laughs> right. Walking around smelling like skin so soft because your skin great auntie done put it on you. Yeah, skin skin so soft. <laughs> um there's a there's there's a state park not too far from your house, actually. It is. Yeah, it is. And I've never been. Mm. I've never been. Well, I mean, that's just like uh, I was talking to some of my students from from D.C. who have never been to the National Mall, the museums, the monuments, or the memorials. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a travesty because the, all of this stuff is happening around you. Everything. And D.C. Yeah. Ain't, ain't that big. Yeah, it's really not. It's a piece of Maryland. It's a piece of Virginia um, put together. Yeah. Um, but to hear them at the age of 23 saying they've never gone to a museum, a memorial, or a monument... And it's like, yo, you have this gold mine in your backyard. But it goes back to being exposed to it, mm-hmm. being exposed to this is important, being exposed to you can learn something from this. Um, and so at any, any given chance or opportunity that I have, like when I hear students saying, oh, I've never been to X, Y, and Z, I figure out if I can't help them experience it, I know someone who can. Yeah. And I consider it to be my obligation to um, give give what was given to me. Helping them cross, man. Hey, man, that was powerful. Yeah, helping them cross. There's so many ways you can take that. It, <laughs> so many yeah. ways you can take that. Yeah. That helping was, them that, cross. That was powerful. And yeah. I, I love the analogies that he typically incorporates into, like, um, his remarks because it makes you think, but it's also memorable. Yeah. And so um, Barack Obama does the same thing. Um, If you look at uh, sermons of Malcolm X or Dr. King, they do the same thing, something to where you can connect it and it's repetitious so it gets embedded. Like, I have a dream. That was not the title of his message, but, oh, everybody dreams. All right, cool. Well, let me tell you what my dream is. And then he'll give you a piece of it and then go back to remind you that I have a dream. And just that repetition and the connection, I think that speaks to young dreamers that we need to be, um, we need to have a cadence of repetition and recognition. We need to have have that cadence in terms of getting our dream done um, and, and getting to the point where we're not being pushed by our problems, but we're starting to be led by our dreams. And I think once we get to that point, once we recognize that uh, Big Sean said that it's bigger than me, it's bigger yeah. than you, right? Like um, Tyler buying the, the studio or building the studio and then, you know, creating a platform that wasn't for him. Yeah. 
right? Because he has already been given what was supposed to be given to him and anything else is just added on, but like creating something that other people can benefit from. And I think, I think that's the turning point in terms of um, being able to contribute to your community. And a lot of times I'm talking to individuals and they want to just, you know, do things for themselves. Oh, I want to, you know, get this job or, you know, start this business so I can buy this car that I want. And that's all well and good. Don't get me wrong. But have, what, I mean, you got to do that to live, brother Jay. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, I get it. I understand it. I, I From my own standpoint, I, I, maybe that's why I'm an educator, man. Because I've always wanted to provide resources and information to those that, one, I know didn't have it. Right. And then if there was something that I knew or I know that I can help you to inform your decisions so that you can live... Uh, a productive life based on your own vision and dream, then I'm not doing my, I'm not being a servant leader and, and by, by foregoing um, that exchange and not sharing that information. And, you know, Hey, I get it. Everybody wants a nice house, nice car, nice clothes. And you can, you can have all of that. Yeah. And, and my mentor told me, he said, what you focus on is what you see. So if you're focused on doing things just for yourself, that's all you're going to see you by yourself. Yeah. Right. But when you focus on others, right. I learned, you know, a piece of literature fall 2005 said the willful submission of one's wills and wishes for the wills and wishes of another. So that altruistic endeavor is like, yes, I want to buy my own house. Yes. I want to, you know, buy the, best and the fanciest and the most expensive Maybach, right? I, I, I want I want to have those those rims that spin just because I walk up to the car, not because we moving, but because they see me coming and they just start moving, right? I, I want to be able to have all of these things, but it's like, what are you doing to help someone else get to where they need to get to? It's the, it's the last scene in uh, the Black Panther movie. When um, Suri and uh, T'Challa, they show up in Oakland where his uncle was killed and the little boys are playing on the playground and they don't hide the <laughs> big rocket ship. Right. <laughs> they flew over there. What is that? Is that what yours? Is that, is that yours? <laughs> right? But the, 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 that, that type of premise, you know, to have those exchanges um, because I, I think that's how we... Uh, advance and how you, you talked about the dream. You talked about helping people cross. That's how we continue to help people cross because somebody mm-hmm. helped us cross, and I, it's our duty to help others cross. Oh, it's our obligation, absolutely. But we can't, but we can't do that. We also, we also need to understand um, what's our true purpose that drives our dream. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that drives our vision. You know, so that we can execute intangible steps like that that that's something just you know i'm gonna start with mother nature brother jay i'm gonna start with mother nature and then you know maybe that opens up something else on the right side of our brain that um becomes uh you know the grg podcast type thing because you know the podcast started based on us Talking about our situations and figuring, you know, other people might have, it might resonate. Right. Yeah. You and know, I- now we have listeners in the UK, um, the UAE, and Germany, and California, and, and Florida, and Colorado, and New York, off of a conversation yeah. that we had in a moment of frustration, but it created a vision that we both uh, 
identified with and got us excited and passionate and the intentionality that goes behind what we discuss every week. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to drop nuggets because I, I hope that it will help other people. Right. In this case, I want brothers, yo, we got to explore mother nature, man. We, Hey, we, we from, we from mother Africa. So we should always be one with nature anyway. Not to mention, you know, we were made from the earth. Made from the earth. Yep. Right. And so definitely being able to do more than what you're used to. And, and, and I think that goes in terms of relationships that goes to business ventures that goes to hell studying, right? Mm -hmm. If you've never, never had to study, right? I, I never had to study in high school. So when I got to college, I was like, Oh shit, this is real. I, <laughs> I actually do got to take notes. Yeah. I actually do got to read these chapters. Right. And so because a new level is going to require a new level of yourself. And I have to get, I have to do more so I can get more. If not, I'm always going to get what I've always had. Exactly. And even, even in terms of dreams, like everybody has these, these lists of things that they want, but they're not willing to put in the work and nothing, nothing is going to come to you. Faith without works is dead. It's dead. And so you, All the way dead. You, you need to take action steps, uh, and, and that's being, the substance. That's the yeah. substance, brother Jay. Yeah. That's the substance. The action steps. That's the substance of things yeah. hoped for. Yeah. That's the substance. We've talked about faith um, a few episodes back, but I think those action steps that you just mentioned, that's the substance of faith. Yeah. Like the, the sticky stuff that we need to carry out these visions, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, a lot of times people don't allow themselves to dream because they feel like, um, you know, they're being, their lives are being dictated by social media and, and being able to disconnect and find out what your dreams are trying to tell you, find out, you know, that thing that you keep being so passionate about, find out. I keep getting reminded of this or um, every time I, I, I keep landing in the same spot or I keep getting information that keeps reaffirming some things. So, you know, take some time to reflect and find out what is it that the universe is trying to tell me. Yeah. Color purple. Somebody's trying to tell me something. Somebody's trying to tell you something, man. Yes, and so indeed. it's like, <laughs> it's not, it's not a coincidence, right? Nothing happens by coincidence. Um, you know, one of my favorite books, the alchemist, nothing happens by coincidence. And so you're getting these thoughts and you're having these conversations with people or your paths are crossing on purpose. Right. And so you, yeah, you have to be able to see it before you can seize it. And like being able to have that time to reflect and to, to see it. Um, and I promise you, I promise you, if God gives you the vision, he will also give you a provision. And, and whatever you are called to do to see to the end will be much greater than what you start with. And so. Because you're going to start with nothing. Oh, absolutely. All you have is the vision. Absolutely. That's all you have. Right. You may not have resources. You may not have the time. You may not have the people, but you have that vision. And, and knowing that when it's time for the vision to take place, when it's time for the dream to turn into reality, when things start moving, Right. The universe will start responding to the things that you send out. And so just being real intentional 
and and another thing that I would say in terms of dreams and visions, you know, as a dreamer and as a visionary, I, I have to protect my dreams. I can't tell everybody. Yeah. I can't tell everybody. I I, I got to, you got to move in silence. You know, my mother told me a long time ago, a made man walks in silence. And so mm-hmm. like, if, if the dream has been downloaded, then I need to shut up until the dream becomes reality. G's moving silence like lasagna, <laughs> brother Jay. That's quoting the, <laughs> quote, quoting the, uh, the great, the great little Wayne, <laughs> the Wayne Carter, who, who once had a, a dream and a vision. And made it tangible. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Bling bling, man. Bling bling came from somewhere, brother Jay. Wobbity wobbity. That came from somewhere, brother Jay. Hey, well, listen, it made him money. So I don't, <laughs> I didn't say everybody's dreams was on the same level. Hey, but think about this, though, brother Jay. Think this about think about this. No little Wayne, no Drake. I would be okay with that. You'd be okay with no Drake? That's crazy, man. Kingston love Drake, man. Don't I mean, hey, hey, he got some bangers, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he ain't Frankie Beverly amazed. Hey, you know, I'm, 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 no, I'm old yeah. school. I'm old school. I get it. I get it, man. I get it. I'm old you know, but no, 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 little Wayne, no, a lot of other good artists that people like and enjoy today. Vision. Hmm. Vision and substance. Substance. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, brother Jay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> hey man, I'm a, I'm a ride. I'm ride. I ride with Wayne too, man. I ride with oh. Wayne. Oh, I ride with Wayne. All of the Carters, I got. Yeah, all the Carters. All the Carters it. get mad love for me. Jimmy Carter, Sean Carter, <laughs> I say Nose Carter, Dwayne Carter. Yeah, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> Coach Carter get mad love for even me. Coach Carter. Yeah, absolutely. Even Coach Carter. Yeah, yeah, man. Chris Carter. Everybody get. If you're a Carter, you get mad love from the GIG. Podcast with R.L.J. and Kevin, straight up. Yeah, man. But I, you know, aside from aside from other our other summer explorations, brother Jay, I um I'm gonna work on that, man. I really wanna. I really I have a lot of wild ideas, you know. And sometimes I don't think I have the time or, like, say, the resources mm-hmm. to figure out how to carry it out. But um. Whatever I set out to do, I normally can do it. That's right. what I know for certain. You know, just the 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 faith beyond a mustard seed that I have, um, and the the ability that has been given to me. I know once I get it, I'm gone. Yeah. Like a rocket ship almost. Yeah. So I get I get I get bogged down in the weeds of the vision. Mm-hmm. And that sense of feeling overwhelmed leads to uh, fear to carry out the vision. So that's something p- from a, a person, person, personal goals and endeavors. I, ha- I have to work on myself, man. And me being in the middle of uh, mountains and valleys and pretty clouds and uh, hiking with some J's on. <laughs> wrong kind of shoot. Wrong kind of footwear, brother J. Wrong kind of footwear. Uh, wrong yeah. kind of footwear. Wrong yeah. kind of footwear. Yeah, you were yeah. you you weren't clothed properly. Nah, man, I didn't have I didn't have the, the necessities. I didn't have a, I didn't have a can a canteen. <laughs> mm. Yeah, had a flask though, but that that didn't count. I don't think that would have helped you. Yeah, that um, wouldn't help me, brother Jay. That wouldn't no, help me at all. I mean, it would have got you higher and closer hey, man, to the sky. 
And we, hey, I was I was sixty five hundred feet above ground, so yeah. And you know, Colorado gets you high one way or another. One way <laughs> or another. That's a, hey, that, I'm gonna send that in to the tourism board <laughs> for the great state of Colorado, man. We thank you at the GIG podcast. We thank you. For, for, getting, for getting people high. For getting people high. One did, way you, or did you have a problem once you got off the airplane with, um, like, your balance with the altitude? Like my and, equilibrium? No, yeah. no, you know what? Not really. Um, you got to drink more water, though. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I de- definitely I wanted to stay hydrated. And then my skin, extra dry. Yeah. And, yeah, ex- like, extra dry. And so those are the biggest problems that I had with the altitude. Um, but then, you know, actually going to some of the sites or what have you, I don't know if it was my attire or uh, <laughs> the fact that I had a happy hour or two prior to attending. It might have been a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a little bit of both. Hey, man, I'm going to be in art. What's the, what's the sporting goods store, Brother J, REI? Yes. I'm gonna get me a membership for REI, and I'm getting all the all the stuff to make sure I survive <laughs> in the will in the in the wilderness in the great outdoors. The next podcast, I'm gonna record it from a tent. <laughs> it's gonna be in my backyard though. I'm gonna have a lawn chair set up. Baby steps, Kevin. And, Baby steps. And the patio door open. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Black men camp. Hey, Hashtag man. Black men camp. I'm telling you. Seriously, man. But you know, they say black men don't cheat. No, black men don't hike. <laughs> black men don't swim. <laughs> mm. Seriously. So yeah, man. There's a lot of stuff that black men don't do. Yeah, and but some of that some of that narrative could be changed. And, and that's what hey, black men talk on this show, right? Yeah. Black men talk. So there's a lot of stuff that can be changed. And that's that's what we're about. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, on that note, man, it's been a, another uh, great addition to build and and to uh, discuss important topics. Uh, I guess I will take your recommendation, and I won't see if I can catch a good quick deal to the DR before they shut it all the way down. Yeah, because uh, ain't nobody coming to save you, bro. For forty-five, them canceled all that. Yeah, man, that's too, too bad. That's too bad. Hey, well, until uh, we meet again, all of our listeners, you have just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen, the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Till next time, be light. Be light.